G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, two terms that roll oh so easily off the tongue of many a Christian. Jesus came to usher that kingdom, his kingdom, into this world, and it cost him everything. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at Jesus, the kingdom builder, from a different perspective. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, it's a strange concept to you and me. You know, I've read a lot of my Bible, particularly the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. It's only in the Gospel of Matthew that you find the term the kingdom of heaven used. Mark, Luke and John record only that Jesus talked about the kingdom of God. And at various different times, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven being here and at other times as something that's way off there in the future. Sometimes it's something we enter into now. Sometimes it's something that we have to wait to enter into. It's this idea of here already, but not quite. Have a listen, Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then at other times, he talks about the kingdom of heaven as being something in the future. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 8, verse 11. I tell you, many will come from east and west and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the heirs of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But this whole kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God thing, was and is a big deal for Jesus. Those two terms together are mentioned 98 times in the New Testament, mostly by Jesus. And often you find Jesus saying things like, look, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a man sowing seed in a field, or, or the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, or the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. They're all out of Matthew chapter 13. Or like a merchant in search of pearls, or like a net thrown into the sea, or like on and on he goes about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus came not just to open the door for you and me into the kingdom of heaven through his death and his resurrection, but also to show us what the kingdom of heaven actually looks like. Think about that. Jesus came to this earth to bring the kingdom of heaven near, to tell us about God's kingdom, to open the way for us to enter God's kingdom. His whole purpose, his whole mission, his whole focus was on inviting you and me into his kingdom. Why am I rabbiting on about this? Why am I making such a big deal about this? Because it is a big deal. Because it is a big deal for Jesus, the king inviting you and me into his place, into his palace, into his kingdom, under his protection to receive all the benefits of being one of the king's kids. When I was a child, 
I lived in my parents' house. I didn't really appreciate the benefits of that. But looking back on it now, I totally get it. My parents brought me into this world. They sacrificed a lot to clothe me and to feed me and to educate me. They put up with all my childish ways and my teenage tantrums. Of course, I didn't always like the discipline they dished out and the rules that they imposed, but I was endowed with considerable benefits and blessing simply by living in their house. Now, imagine that you get to live in God's house, in God's family, here and now and for the rest of eternity. The kingdom is like a man who found a treasure in a field. And he was so overjoyed that he sold everything that he had to buy that field so that he could have the treasure. That's what Jesus said. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. The benefits are vast. Back in union with God, forgiven, peace, power, provision, plenty, God's love. And the whole purpose of Jesus coming to this earth was to usher in the kingdom of God, to open the way into his kingdom to you and me. Then he calls his disciples to be his followers, his family, his people, And he says to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. See, he builds his kingdom here and now on this earth in the hearts of these disciples and then calls them to go out and build the kingdom of heaven in the hearts of people all over the world. In other words, the great commission handed on from Jesus to his disciples is to go and build the kingdom of God. So that one day, all those who have entered it will spend eternity in it and receive all the glorious riches of their inheritance in Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, they're not just terms that slide off our tongues unthinkingly. God's kingdom is everything. It's the most important thing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Jesus was and is a kingdom builder. Okay, a whole bunch of people didn't get that. They thought his kingdom was there to compete with the Roman Empire. But that wasn't it at all. Jesus came to usher the kingdom of God into this world, to show us what it's like, and through his death and his resurrection on the cross, to fling the door wide open so that you and I can enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was and is a kingdom builder, and he's calling his disciples, you, me, anyone else who believes in Jesus, not just to sit in the pews of a church, not just to complain about the sermon the pastor preached or the music, but to be exactly the same as him, to be imitators of God, to be imitators of Jesus, to be a kingdom builder, nothing more, nothing less. So the question is, What are you going to do with the rest of your life? And it's at that question, it's at that point that many turn away. They were looking for an easy road, not this. But just think about how crazy that is. Think back to your childhood. And of course, I get it that your parents weren't perfect, but 99% of parents try their best. Was it hard growing up in your family? Sure it was. It's always hard growing up. 
But for most of us, the benefits vastly outweigh the downside, and pretty much there's no easy road to anything that's worthwhile. Imagine if you turned away from your parents instead of persevering with them. Imagine if they turned away from you. And here I'm not talking about those very small percentage of parents who abuse their children. I know there are some people listening today who went through that, and I'm not trying to downplay that in any way. But for most of us, we had good parents, imperfect though they were, and we accepted their word and their rules and their love and their discipline as children accept these things willingly, openly, almost naively. And that, my friend, is how you and I enter the kingdom of heaven. Mark chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Listen to me. Jesus came to build his kingdom, God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. He gave his life so that you and I could enter it and now and for all eternity and receive the benefits of being children of God. And then, then he called you and me to do what he did, to be kingdom builders. That's what our lives are meant to be all about, kingdom builders. just how many people seem to be spending so much of their time and energy talking about, asserting their own rights, how prideful and selfish it's all become. What this world truly needs is a good dose of simple, old-fashioned humility. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, The Incredible Power of Your Humility in a Prideful World. And with the life application questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. Make no mistake, the Word of God is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this booklet, He'll help you pour the healing love of Jesus out into a world that seems intent on tearing itself apart. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that free offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Just click on it, pop in your name and email and that e-book will be on its way to your inbox in just seconds. That web address again is ChristianityWorks.com. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.